Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. All right, Brandon, here's the headline. Scientists simulate baby wormhole without rupturing the space-time continuum. I have to say, there's no woke meter because this is science. We're getting this from Reuters. I had to ice my brain before I started, before and after I started reading this article. But I love when we do wormholes, exploding stars, things about the universe, because this stimulates the brain and what's going on in here, Brandon. I thought we were talking about Back to the Future. We were talking about wormholes and, and colliders and space-time continuums. I was like, what the? This was the best part about this whole article was that about midway through, one of these physicists was like, you know, basically you could do this on pen and paper uh, in, your, in your office, but, you know, it just allows us to go to the next step. That's where my brain started hurting. I'm like, what? You're telling me. That in all these years of people trying to figure this stuff out, you know, the hey, time-space continuum. Don't get too much away. Let me set it no, up No, no, I know. But what I'm saying, I was like, you're telling me that this is what we came up with? Anyway, go on. Set it up. Researchers have announced that they have simulated two minuscule black holes in a quantum computer and transmitted a message between them through what amounted to a tunnel in space-time. This traversable wormhole appeared to have emerged but that no rupture of space and time was physically created in the experiment. As you know, Brandon, a wormhole, a rupture in space-time, is considered a bridge between two remote regions in the universe. Scientists refer to them as the Einstein-Rosen bridges after the two physicists who described them. Study authors themselves made clear that scientists remain a long way from being able to send people or other living beings through such a portal, said one of the scientists, quote, experimentally for me, I will tell you that it's very, very far away. People come to me and they ask, can you put my dog in the wormhole? The answer is no. I, so they're in no way saying we're going to Star Trek and we're going to be able to be beamed on the surface of Mars. But I still don't understand what they actually did. Can you explain to me what they really <laughs> did? Well, it, it appears that what they did is they kind of created a theor theoretical probability of being able to create this. Like they did. I know that's the crazy part, right? It's like really, really smart physicist people doing these things that we, that average people do not understand, right? That they basically, I mean, the idea of a wormhole is basically this, that there was a great book by Madeline Engel called A Wrinkle in Time. Do you, yes. I'm sure you read it with the kids, right? Tesseracts, right? Saw the movie. This Saw idea. The movie. Oh, that was terrible. Anyway, that you basically fold space together. So you take one, think about a, a, a string. Okay, think about a string, a piece of string. And you, you take one end of the string and the other end, and you put the string ends together. That's basically what a wormhole does. It brings the two different parts together somehow by creating this wormhole. It's, it's, I don't understand the physics of it, and I don't think people that aren't geniuses can. But I think that's the basic idea, is that that's what a wormhole is, is that it brings the two disparate parts together so whether that why is are they, like why are they there just randomly that like i could walk into the no i think that thousand the, bc well i think that the idea is is that again this is theoretical no one's done this right so this is just literally <laughs> of course no one's done this. right but but they're but he says there's a great quote he says if it looks like a duck it walks like a duck it quacks like a duck so that what we could say at this point that we have something that in terms of the properties we look at it looks like a wormhole so they basically have been able to create something that they know that they can look at and say that's a wormhole 
They created it. So they know that there are wormholes in space, theoretical wormholes in space. They know what they look like mathematically. And so they, they, what they've done is, in a sense, they've taken the math of the wormhole in space and they've created it in a lab. So that's, they've, they've created the algorithm, the, the, the math equation to make this wormhole. That's okay, what they've so done. I don't understand a damn word you just said. But can I just <laughs> tell you what I understand? Let me just tell you how I get this. I do. This is breaking news, by the way, on the Smarticle podcast. I believe in God. So I just want to, I believe in God and I believe God does not operate on time. God is everywhere at all times, at all spaces in the universe, which is right. Gazillions. Like I I don't believe God exists in time. So therefore we we don't really in theory exist in time. And I also believe if you go far enough from where we are right now, if I go far enough, I'm going to come back to where we are. Right. So I do believe time is not really a thing. Well, you believe in the Asian understanding of time, which is a circle. Right, that that the time is not a river like in the West. We think of time as a river flowing ever downstream. You think of it as a circle. But time in outer space doesn't exist as as well because there's not gravity, and you're in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing to compare it to. So well, no, time... I mean gravity doesn't exist in outer space, but time does. Not really. Well, I mean, if you're okay, if you're in a spaceship in outer space and you count the days on a calendar, that's time, right? Okay. This idea of the time-space continuum is. Time is a measurement, right? And that yeah. space is a measurement. So they're, but they're two different things, right? Okay. What they're saying is that you can bring, you can burst both, is what they're saying. You could go, so you could find a point somewhere on this line, this piece of string of time, and you could find another point on that thing, and you could put them together. And that means you could go through a wormhole and end up in a different time than you are right now. Okay. So let me see if I get this right. If they were to change something's chemical component somehow, they would be able to insert it into this wormhole and have it go there. Well, that's the theory. And I don't even I mean, know if it's changing their component. You're talking, not their chemical component, their molecular uh, yeah. structure. Like some, is that what, like somehow you could change mo- molecules to be able to send it to another place. Well, I mean, I've, I've heard this explained in many different ways. Like this idea that you're in effect taking a picture, a, a perfect picture of something. And you, in a sense, you project that picture through the wormhole hmm. and it comes out on the other side. So in a sense, what you've done is you've just sort of transmitted a picture and the picture takes form on the other side. That's, that's, I've heard it described that way too. Again, this is and then all it's able super to come theoretical. Back. Yeah. Well, that's the theory that has never been done, but that's the theory. And then they talk about like, well, what happens if, if you go into a different time and you do something different? Are you going to affect yeah. the time strand that you're in now? I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much to this. Well, now you're going. That is full on Back to the Future. You well, no, but just... what I'm saying is that that's, but that's this Back to the Future stuff and this science fiction is the is at the heart of what these physicists have been saying. They're saying theoretically this could happen. Now they don't spend all their time worrying about that, but theoretically, if you could tr- go through time, you could yeah. actually affect time. I call this the God principle. I really do, and I think that that's what you were poking at a little bit. Is that whatever creator made the universe, whether that was, I, I don't think we could possibly in our human mind comprehend a creator yeah. like that. So no. think about a God as a uh, sort of an energy in space yes. that can move exactly. things around, yeah. right? In space that has a sentience. Is in and through all things. Right, that yeah. has a sentience, right? That's what we're talking about. That's when you talk, poke at the God principle. So I just think this is pretty cool that people are thinking about this stuff. That to me, that was the end all be all. I'm never going to understand it. But I think it's pretty cool that people think about it. Okay, so if we go far enough, like, my ultimately my question is this, but let me back it up. 
Will we get to the point where we can go through wormholes? But is that the point of no return in that, like you said, we can start affecting the past, the present, the future? So maybe the creator of the universe says, like, maybe you'll not be able to do that. Okay, so let me blow your mind uh, a little bit. What if what if the whole idea of there is no way to actually affect the time stream, in a, se- a sense, everything is happening all the time at once. Yep. So if you're going through a wormhole, well, you mm. are always going through the wormhole. Mm. You're always in a time and space. You're always six years old. You're mm. always 30 years old. So in effect, you're not changing anything because it's all happening at the exact same time. That's why time has no meaning in this idea of time and space, right? Because you it's know all what? happening at once. That makes me happy because I've, I've said this confession before. I miss the times when I can remember my kids as little babies. I really was so tired and cannot remember that time in my life when I like changed their diapers, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. At some point when I'm out of this earthly body, as you said, we live in all times at once. I'll be able to actually relive those things again. Yeah, I times. don't think that you're going to relive them. I think you're going to live them. And yeah, I know yeah, what you mean, yeah, yeah. but but the whole the point yeah. about this is that's where this is not a God talk show, but th- there's nope. this guy, C.S. Lewis, who we've both Hey-o. referenced, and C.S. Lewis had this theory around God as, you know, a lot of people say, well, if God is omnipotent, why does he let bad things happen? And, you know, it's like, and, you know, he's a puppet master and, and, he, and, he, and you know, he knows what's going to happen. He knows who's good and who's bad. He's, Santa, he's the ultimate Santa Claus, right? <laughs> C.S. Lewis said, it's not that God in a sense, is making things happen. It's that God is living in all times at once. So yep. it's when he's he's omnipotent because he sees everything all at the same time. So he knows wow. what's going to happen to you. And that's why they say, well, what, if I pray about something, it's like, well, God, uh, what's going to happen to you is going to happen to you. It's just that God allows us to work through that, through this idea of being in all time and space at once. So uh, again, it's not a God Talk Friday, but it's but it's close. So, like I said, I started this article by icing my brain. I now really need to ice my brain again because it's just mind-blowing. But that's this little tiny minuscule talk is what, what I always feel like should preface when you want to relate or think about God. Like, God is this big under this concept that let's not dumb it down about what God is or could be and really is. Well, and you make one point, and you always joke about your your lack of intelligence when I know you're actually a pretty smart guy, but you Uh-oh. always joke about this thing, and I say, but I think that there is something very, very deadly when people say, well, I just can't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like Herschel Walker, I don't even know what a pronoun is. That's fine that you don't know what a pronoun is. But why don't you say, you know what? I don't know what a pronoun is, but I yeah. want to learn what a pronoun is. Yeah. Or I want to learn about this. And I, I, don't, I can't fully comprehend what's going on with this, but I want to stretch myself to, to understand this. So I think that think about the most black and white thinker you know around their faith and say, okay, so you don't, when someone brings something to you that you do not understand, don't say, well, that's just stupid. That ain't right. If it ain't King James, it ain't Jesus, right? Uh-huh. Don't say that. Say, oh, maybe there's something I'm not getting, and I'm going to stretch myself to try to understand it. Brennan, I'd like to thank you for teaching me that the DeLorean is actually real and Michael J. Fox was living <laughs> in the actual theoretical wormhole it is. 